Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Daniel Lindroth, Sarah Egan, Judith Taylor, Vivian Chin, Rick Crossman. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to episode 63 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... James Ross, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, Ben Meredith. And I didn't drop my pencil. Who are you playing? Sebastian McGuffigan. Hamitullah Harun Al-Taham. Sasha Rackett. Zolf Smith. And you have all had a nice time. Fine. More episodes of nice things. Yeah. No. More episodes of sitting, watching scenery while we drink wine. Really, no. really not having a nice time. <laughs> Continues to watch scenery successfully. <laughs> you, you can spot the mountain. Ooh. Critical fail. I look too closely at the scenery. It hits the ship. We crash. No. <laughs> so, quick rundown of where we have been. After escaping Paris, mm-hmm. ditching wild on the way because you're on a separatist ship. People who aren't, who are kind of anti-meritocrats. Oh my. Finding out that Zolf's parents were part of a secret society of anti-meritocrats called the Harlequins. Yep. Finding out that Sasha's once benefactor, Rakevine, also a member of the Harlequins. And you are currently on your way to Prague because, very, very kind of her, the ship's captain has agreed to take you. And I'm, I'm going to stop saying ship's captain because you all have figured it out quite easily. Yeah, Amelia Earhart. That it's Amelia yeah. Earhart. And she is happily diverting to Prague for you because Harlequins look out for other Harlequins, yeah. apparently. And we apparently. saw in the distance an enormous dragon. Oh, minor detail. Minor detail. of it possibly just burning Paris to the ground. Well, minor, and, minor details. And the cliffhanger at the end of the previous cliffhanger, episode. Cliffhanger, yeah. Harrison Campbell has the famed romantic novelist mm. that Zolf has a real, real passion for. Author, author of When Passions Collide, which Correct. Bertie still has in his inventory. Yeah. Uh, passions is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just slap together. That's what passions do. So Harrison Campbell has been avoiding you the entire trip because he remembers you even if you didn't originally remember him. First, you are now in his room. You were going to do a search around. Firstly, give me a wisdom check. 15, which is surprisingly good for It took a while and it took a moment of stillness and calmness to realise, you know what? This chap who was talking to you on the train, it's only the one that wrote that passions thing that Zolf keeps going on about. It's the same guy, isn't it? Oh, I God. love that quiet moment. Quiet six hours yeah. of staring, sitting in a room and waiting. That, that, is, that is Bertie. Processing time is a factor. Way more than 20. <laughs> if you yes, wanted him to figure it out faster, you should have made the room colder and he'd conduct electricity faster. <laughs> as it stands, you realising this as you are just searching through the personal effects of Harrison Campbell. Mm. Roll me a perception check. 16. Good rolls from you when, yeah. when searching other people's yep. things. 
So, in a completely non-critical situation. <laughs> when the chips are down on your plate and they're delicious chips, Bertie rolls adequately. Nom, 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 chips. Digging through, <laughs> you find he has a traveller's trunk. In that trunk, there are a bunch of clothes which wouldn't fit you, and they're not particularly elaborate or glamorous in any way, Rubbish. really. Nonsense. Yeah, garbage. There are two smaller chests in that trunk. They are both locked. They are both roughly, say, the length of a forearm, mm -hmm. something like that. So they're, they're small-ish chests that you could physically take from the room, but you, you can't open unless you just smash them. The size of a lavishly illustrated collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> do they do they uh, do they look in any way like suspicious? Is this the sort of thing that one would expect to find in a trunk of this type? You know what? You you, you have travelled previously before the money ran out. It, one of them looks like it's probably some kind of safe box, including money, mm -hmm. and another one looks like another safe box. I think Bertie's only really searching because he's bored. Like mm -hmm. he's not actually trying to steal anything. You also find a large collection of papers that are in the trunk as well, which are kept in a folder. Bertie the papers. They're mostly quite boring. There are a few letters that he hasn't sent yet to family, friends, mm -hmm. things like that. It appears that Met he's... this awful man <laughs> yeah. on the train. Funny you should say that. Yeah. One of them is that letter. <laughs> it is met met this incredibly awful person, had brilliant idea. I'll tell you more, it is, it is to their publisher. And as it stands, there's nothing of their particular import for you, really. I, tell me more about this brilliant idea that's being had. It just says, I, uh, you would not believe the journey that I have had from Dover to Paris. Let me just tell you that whilst I may have had one of the worst journeys of my entire life, at least it's given me some ammunition for the next one. So I, uh, I'm sending over a draft, um, and I'm really hoping that you'll give it a look over. I, I think I'll be able to crank this one out fairly quickly. Okay, uh, Bertie. At this point, like if there was, if this was cinema, he would be reading the letter, and it would be held up to his nose, so you yeah, could only yeah, see yeah. his eyes. But his eyes would narrow. He'd flip down the top <laughs> of the letter. He'd go, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> And he'd put the letter quietly back in, and he's going to start looking around for Harrison Campbell quite deliberately now. Okay, cool. In which case, give this is still the evening of your second day on the ship, because you just slept through the entire first day. That we did. Give me a perception check. Six. A very Bertie roll. I yeah. am going to skip ahead to, it is the next morning, you are all in the lounge, you failed to find Campbell, and eventually got bored and went to bed. Oh, fine. At some point, you, you search thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. They're just <laughs> going to pick up him. and start questioning members of staff uh, and crew who are mucking around. They haven't seen him either. Like, just blanking. None of them's really been paying attention, and they don't know. They they say places that you've already been. If you check the lounge, mm. he's probably in his quarters. Like nothing mm. useful. Plebs. <laughs> All right. So Sasha goes to bed uh, and everything, whatever. But when she goes up for breakfast, she just grabs some stuff and goes up to the deck mm -hmm. and is looking for a nice nook to sit in far away, where, say, Bertie or Zolf wouldn't find Give me her. a perception check. Oh, that's definitely a six. It's got the line underneath in it. <laughs> that's why I swapped you to that die. Hooray! Okay, so that's 15. 15. You find this really, really nice little nook right at the front of the ship. There is a really small, shivering figure hunched there and shaking. All right, mate. Are you all right? I mean, oh, all right, yeah, just, look, I'm a bit distracted right now, don't worry. They look up. It is a uh, approaching middle-aged gentleman who's comparatively well-dressed, but has a haunted look in his eyes and is shivering from the cold, and it's readily apparent to you that he slept rough on the deck all of last night. Oh, my Lord, are they, are you, are you a stowaway? No, 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 it's fine, everything's fine, I just... Bracing sure? air and you want to go downstairs? No, I do not. No, I am really great. I tell you what, he reaches out and non-threateningly kind of reaches for your wrist and sort of gesturing and pulling you in just out of sight of the stairwell. You know, pulling you closer. All right, are you? Um, she. This is obviously the like. This wakes up the inner light. So stealth sitting. <laughs> oh, you couldn't see. It's like she's sat in a corner like a shadow. <laughs> Of the other side of the corner. <laughs> like, like the shadow that you would exactly expect to be there from the way that the light is hitting it. You know if you ever had to colour in objects as part of your GCSER? So you look like a cross-hatching. Yes. Okay. Just look exactly like, oh, flat against thing. Right. Sasha, form of artful shading. <laughs> you see that uh, on closer inspection, what he's actually wearing is a 
his normal clothes, a dressing gown and a smoking jacket over the top. And he's like, no, no, it's absolutely fine. I'm just going to stay here. I mean, we'll be in Prague soon, aren't I right? I hear we've been redirected. It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, another like, Damon, you know uh, what? I'm going to go get you a blanket. Uh, no, don't, don't go to any trouble. It's fine. I mean, it's time to think, you know. There's nothing else for me to do on this ship. Right, so I'm just gonna. I'll get. I'll get you a blanket. She goes and uh, gets him a blanket. Okay. Ooh, roll. Does she succeed? <laughs> yeah. Find a blanket. Mini quest. <laughs> it is obviously the final day. The final definite day of your journey. What are all of you doing with your time? I'm gonna start with Zolf. Uh, I'm gonna try and get everyone together so we can actually have a chat. Okay. You can't find me because I'm sitting with Harrison Campbell in a niche. Well, you don't I get to tell him he might find you. you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you intending for the rest of the day? Just chatting to this guy for Chilling. a while. Yeah. A little bit of villain. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Brent? Relaxing, continuing to enjoy the journey. Yep. And uh, Bertie? It's more important than the destination. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a very chill vibe. I'm going to try and see how far we can push this. Bertie? Careful. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill vibes. Um, I'm going to start with, let's give me a perception check, Zolf. 22. You are very easily find Sasha couched with Campbell. So, will you recognise Campbell? No, no absolutely not. No, you You've never seen an image of him. I recognise his name. But yeah. So, yes, I mean, honestly, uh, the... That, that the whole investigative element of the job is is quite fun, but um, honestly, you, you meet as many people who you, you'd rather avoid than people who you'd rather write about. Trust know? me, mate. I know how you. <laughs> I really do. Uh, you know, there's some people who, like, they drive. Stuff goes on around them, and they just drive it, it off the rails, right? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you Sasha, don't necessarily Sasha, want to be hey. that near. Hey, hey I, I'm just talking to this guy. He's telling me about his writing. Is uh, all right. Uh, Cool, nice to meet you. And, um, and you? Yeah, just was going to get people together so we can actually talk about our plans for when we get to Prague. Right, you want to talk to, like, Collide? And it's cool. This guy's just, it's really interesting hearing about his passion for his job. And oh, that was funny. It's, uh, what? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anyway, don't, don't let me keep you, honestly. You should, no, you no, should no, 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 no. No, I won't. Actually, you bear take with me. He, he reaches out, grabs off. Closer, if you're gonna be uh, here, he's, he's gonna pull you closer behind yeah, the ball. Sorry, mate, I, I don't know. No, it's okay, it's just you know. What are you doing out here? Oh, it's just bracing. <laughs> uh, you look frozen. No, 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 Fro frozen is, is, is blue. I'm just pale. <laughs> he's, uh, he, I don't know if he's, he's got his own reasons for not going below deck. I don't know, maybe it's like reverse seasickness. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's that. If I'm yeah. not, if not, if I'm not on deck, I just ooh, queasy. If you stay out here, you're gonna do yourself some damage. No, no, it's all right. I've no, got you, this lovely I mean, blanket. You are. No, 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 it's no, fine. You just, um, you just are. Out of curiosity, you said that you were all gonna have a meeting. Um, would that be, would that be in the lounge, or would you be doing that somewhere else on the ship? I, idle curiosity. Uh, um, probably in like someone's room, I guess. So it's kind of a own. whole load of none of your business. Oh, it's fa fair enough. I mean, people like what five, ten minutes, something like that. What? Okay, oh, okay, cool. No, 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 you have a great time. Why are you asking? Yeah. Hey, hang on a minute. Why are you asking us all these weird questions? Oh, I just wouldn't want to get in your way. No, what's your game? <laughs> he, uh, he, he takes a moment and looks genuinely concerned because, like. What we do forget is, you do have a certain, like, hardcore vibe about you with the beard, the new, incredibly weird legs, and built with it and everything. Yeah. And but in long johns. But in long johns, <laughs> obviously. Because you didn't want the hell of clothes. Right. Stolen sword hanging yeah. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Long yeah. You're up on the freezing deck with, like, wind chill, and this man is, like, really struggling in three layers, and you're there in basically, like, long pants. Dwarves, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. Dwarves oh. constitution. He's, yeah, he's just... He's, he's genuinely... Is ridiculous. <laughs> he's genuinely a bit threatened by you. He goes, honestly, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. I just... Uh, All right, so this I guy's just, just panicking. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna go get some food whilst the rest why of you weren't. That's all it was. Why we are? What you avoid? What? I, I, I honestly, it's fine. I'll I'll stay out your way. I apologise. I'll just stay here. Problem. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Sasha, uh, she, you get it. It's fine. I'll, I'll just. Yeah, he's just. Uh, he guy seems to have some anxiety about like maybe clothes. You know what it is? I, uh, social social anxiety. This is as many people as I can handle at once. That's all it is. <laughs> honestly, and one more person here, I'd completely lose my lid. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, you. Do, we've got someone travelling us with. 
I can imagine you really not. You know what? I, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you do. And and basically, I'm. Wait, hang on a minute. You're not one of Bertie's exes, are you? No, God, gosh, no, no. I've heard about this, this Bertie fellow. Yes. No, I, I promise you. All I want to do right now is be alone. That's well, there, there you are, Tom. That explains it. Someone would, I can imagine, a random member of the public would be totally willing to put themselves in physical arms way to <laughs> stay out of the area of uh, Mr. McGuffinum. Thinking about it, you're right. That yep. does make total sense. It actually <laughs> really does. I do apologise for any inconvenience. Look, just, right. I, I was just going to sneak some food, basically, from the galley whilst you, you were... You should do that. We'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll meet in a room, right? A, a, like a non-lounge room. That's really good of you, yeah, we, yeah. Get inside, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll, give, it t- I'll give you t- ten minutes, yeah? Yeah, all right. I'll go to my cabin, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump ahead to... Um, Bertie's been spending most of the day up to this point looking... It's still breakfast. It's still breakfast. He's still redoing it. He's he's a man with a mission now. <laughs> I guess, do you want to roll perception? Yeah. Well, he's he's done the... Give me a perception. ...lounge floor. Well, you did, you... <sighs> Four. <laughs> That's why I knew... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you did roll you know the six. He was like, Not yeah, only has Campbell disappeared, only everyone apart from Hamid as well, what? It's probably catching. Uh, catching invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? I am going to skip ahead. Computer, what is the cruel compliment for a ship of this size? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pass it to the specific crew member on the on the deck, who's the only one who. Yeah, I was talking to Mister Computer, you know, <laughs> barman. So. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Maybe they jumped off the ship. Maybe they're dangling below. That is By the their answer. Guidelines, and only you can rescue them. I am... he hears Sasha's voice in his head saying exactly this. I am skipping ahead. You are all in one of the rooms, whether by hook or by crook. I leave it to your good judgment how you manage to corral everyone, but they're there. Dolph seems to appear out of nowhere <laughs> and shout at you for not being in a place where you, you are in Dolph's room. Okay. Together. Probably got less than a day. Need to kind of sort ourselves out. I suppose he could have clambered out of a porthole. What? 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 Oh, nothing. Carry on. Let's get sentence out. Uh, yeah, like so. There was that, you know, that one that got away that uh, yeah. that that we got from the well, automaton um, message. A, a certain persona non grata said he would attempt to meet us again in Prague, um, yes. but our only lead so far is the university, basically. While suppose he could have clambered down amongst the engine room. While, um, <laughs> while Hamid is saying that, I'm just going to walk slowly over to the cabin door and then open it suddenly. <laughs> what you see is an incredibly cold, like, frost on the outside of his smoking jacket, Campbell, who you don't recognise as such, yeah, yeah. going down the corridor, he's halfway going into the lounge, and he's holding basically as many croissants as he can <laughs> fit in one arm, and you just caught him surreptitiously out of the room. He sees you, closes the door and starts padding away back up to the deck. Bertie is so deep in thought about where might <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't spot You are him. inside a room, that door has been opened and he is down the corridor, unless you physically get what? up and poke your head out. Well, why is... What? Mr. Smith, what's outside? What are you... Close the door. Nothing, I was just checking. Remember where we are and what we're talking about? Very wise, very wise, <laughs> Mr. Smith. Yes, so, always on it. Right, so... We probably shouldn't go into too much detail, but yeah, we head for the university. Yes, and we buy some things because um, I don't know about you. Yeah, you are just definitely. in underwear, really. I have just been in underwear. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this whole we, time. This we whole certainly time have I've a few a few things really, to, s- to sell as well. I really yes. hope that anyone that might have been sketching any of the things that are happening just has to, you know, just rub out some of that, redraw. Oh, Zolf has been in underwear the whole time. Well, I'm quite fond I mean, of this pair of underwear. The captain <laughs> seemed to take a bit of a shine to you. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't offer you some some clothing or some equipment of some kind. She yeah. did. Well, you, so you, and you said no! So you just like going around in underwear? I no, suppose just, he could be swinging under the <laughs> ship. Maybe he's attached a guy like <laughs> I just don't want to have any sort of connection to somebody as dangerous as her. Well, some of us happen to be quite dangerous, Zolf. And we take that personally. I don't know why you would. Anyway. Um, it's fine to be dangerous, isn't it, Hamid? You can make things go on fire. He's lovely. Oh, just right. brief echo for the listeners. Hamid killed a man. Yeah. Just, just downright killed a man. Only bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Hamid's yeah. crow's nest is always an option. I suppose. 
I mean, all of us, despite current mumbling appearances, are quite dangerous. Well, yeah, it's no, not don't... about the danger. It's, I do not trust her. I do not I trust just... her, and I don't trust her weird cults that she's part of. That you're part of? No, that I'm not part of, that my that, dad was part that's of. That's not how it works. You can't inherit it's not membership of a cult. It's not a genetic thing. Yeah. Perhaps he's in disguise somewhere. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I think... You're very reluctant to accept gifts from people, Zolf. And I just yes. think we don't always know the situation. It's good to be prepared. And part of being prepared is having what you need. Like having clothes. <laughs> I did absolutely fine, I think you'll find, in this situation when we were leaving Paris. Zolf, you got... Yeah. <laughs> you were in your pants. Her giving me a jacket isn't going to help, is it? Cold. I guess you don't feel the cold, really, do you, very much? Not really, but I don't know why you'd make that assumption. Oh, racing. He could be any one of us. <laughs> well, just, I thought, a lot of time on ships. I mean, every time I've been on a ship, they're a bit cold. Yeah, nice backtracking, Hamid. Because it's totally a ship thing. what? It's totally a pirate thing, not a dwarf thing. <laughs> Right, let's just put this conversation to bed. Sailors tend to be quite resistant to yeah. the elements. Bringing this back onto the rails. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, Hamid, good save. Anyway. Winks so hard. I don't understand. But she, like I, am crying with laughter. Bertie stands up and points at Zolf. Jack Hughes, Harrison Campbell! What? Why would Harrison Campbell be on this ship? Well, I mean, what? he is. What? What? Who's Harrison Campbell? Where is you Harrison know? Campbell? You don't know who Harrison Campbell is? And I think we'll take a break there and be back in a couple of minutes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey everyone, Alex here with an exciting short story for you. Aren't you lucky? Once upon a time, in the long, long ago, there was a podcast and it was called Rusty Quill Gaming. It was brilliant, came out on a weekly schedule and everybody loved it. But eventually, it was just too difficult to keep making so much amazing content so quickly and the young, modest, devilishly handsome host and GM Alex was forced to move the podcast to a fortnightly schedule. Everyone was quite sad, but not too sad as it was still coming out regularly and was still really good. However, one day, some brave sound editors joined the party, and then loads of people started donating money to the cause via Patreon in exchange for excellent bonus content. Finally, after lots of hard work and generosity, the young, modest, devilishly handsome host and GM Alex was happy to announce that Rusty Quill Gaming was returning to a weekly schedule, and there was much rejoicing and they all lived happily ever after until the entire party was killed in a critical fail that was James's fault. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the rest of today's episode, and we'll be with you again next week. And welcome back. Why would I know Harrison <laughs> Campbell? Well, he's only one of the greatest authors who's ever lived. The author I mean... of When Passions Collide and its sequel, When Passions Slap Wetly Against Each Other. Wait, <laughs> sequel? There isn't a sequel. There is, and there's going to be a sequel to that. A horrendously written, whatever the negative form of a hagiography is, hatchet job. Mm. I just... About... The world's most heroic adventurer, a thinly disguised <laughs> Sir Bertrand McGuffingham. Where did you meet Harrison Campbell? I mean, you met Harrison Campbell. No, I didn't. I. He's just a shivery man. That was Harrison Campbell? Shivery man? When? <laughs> Who? What? 
Why? I mean, <laughs> what is going on We're here? Shivering. Well, like, okay. So Harrison Campbell, right? He writes just the most amazing romance novels. Like seriously, you need. Bertie's got one. They are like, very good. I only got halfway through. I don't actually know what's going to happen to Vera. What? I don't what, know like, if she ends up with Andy or anything. I don't know. Is this like Les Liaisons Dangereux or something? I, I'm not. Not what. The greatest romance novel ever written. Oh, I mean, no, I think you'll find really. With the Passion of the Sun it's is the greatest romance novel well. ever written. What? With the Passion of the Sun? I haven't uh, there's two of, of them actually, uh, spelt both ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because one is about the the, the, the the sequel, right, is about the original couple's son, right? And he's very passionate. So they, that's a, it's a genius it's, piece of work. It doesn't sound like literature as such. What? Look, I'm not going to have any of your gatekeeping here, all right? <laughs> you know, if we... It's literature. It's its art. This is I art. I mean, it's quite not quite Shakespeare, is it? Hard cut to... You're all right, there are enough of you twins and gender bending. All... Who's Spear? Hard cut. Hard cut to all four of you are now, for reasons we won't mention, at four opposite parts of the ship. I cannot believe that they were... I'm hanging out I will let you pick <laughs> where... But nonetheless, you are not all together. Uh, Sasha's going to take advantage of the Z-axis in his <laughs> plot and be in the crow's uh, nest. Yep. And um, there is someone up there. It is a really nice gnome who is the youngest member of the crew. Uh, it's it's the job for the most junior member. Yeah. And he offers you hot cocoa, a big fur coat, and you are both being warmed by a brazier. Yeah. I tell him all about the gargoyles. He's, he's super into it. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it's being on the top of things. Like, you meet the most interesting people, right? Tell you what, not a single gargoyle in the States is weird. Not a single no, one? No, like, it's, it's an old world film. Is there, like, any other kind of creature or thing that's filled in that evolutionary niche? So, like, you know, birds that are really snow, slow. You know, like, there's, there's a space for something. There is, it's called a rock. Like a lightning bird, like the Native American lightning bird. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're they're a nightmare. Tell you what, you do not want to be in a ship when that's happening. Bounce across to Hamid. Uh, I'm back in the lounge. Okay, I have found one dog-eared copy of a Harrison Campbell novel on the lounges. Sure. Uh, on the lounges bookshelves and I am reading it with the most disgusted look on my face. The dowdy woman who doesn't approve of any of you is back in the lounge reading her slim volume, sees what you're reading, gives a <coughs> But she can also see my face. Yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, she still sees it, gives a <coughs> and then carries on reading with a bit of a sneer. Which volume has Hamid picked up? You tell me, Hamid. Yeah, uh... yeah, Hamid, tell us. No pressure. God, I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, one night in Jodhpur. <laughs> uh, the two nights in Jodhpur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! That's better. That's it. Two nights in Jodhpur. Bertie, what are you doing? Bertie's worked out that if Harrison Campbell is cold, he's not in the hot engine room, uh-huh. which is down. Yes. He's in the top bit, in the sky place, which is cold. So he's gone up to the deck. <laughs> He's taking his time. He's, 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 searching, he's searching every nook and cranny, very slowly, even places that really, very obviously aren't going to have him there. Like he's is picking he, up a rope and looking under a rope. He's taking twenty deck. to search the top deck to find Harrison. Is he going to try and climb up the rigging in full plate armor? No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's foolish, not suicidal. I am going to have to do a roll. Bear with me. We will return to oh, what wait. you're doing later. Yes, because if you take 20, you get 19. No, because <laughs> it's a single <laughs> <roll of> 20. <laughs> you may have spotted why I'm rolling. Zolf, what are you doing? I'm in the lounge behind uh, Hamid, ignoring him, because he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about, debating with myself whether I should go and try and find Harrison Campbell. <laughs> the whole right thing of like, oh, I really want to do it, but, but maybe. Uh, oh, no, but I'm going to make an absolute fool of myself. Oh, I can ask you about that sequel, but no, 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 no. Because I'm playing it cool, all right? You can't. Don't embarrass yourself. Muttering to myself. Okay. Indecisively. Bertie, you decide the best way to search the top deck is systematically. Mm-hmm. So you start at the very, very, very back of the vessel. The stern. Yes, look at you. Hey. Yes. One step ahead of the GM. And 
begin looking, also looking over the sides of the ship and everything yeah. else, getting in the way of the person who's steering, lifting people's hats. Camel! Yeah. <laughs> Even though they're a gnome. Lifting the gnome up, checking the underside of the gnome. Definitely a gnome. He that might have disguised it's, himself as a gnome. gnome. No, it's all right. The bomb says made in gnome. That is a super racist tattoo for a gnome. That really is. <laughs> Over their legs accordion out, like you're actually a human. <laughs> so, as you work your way further forward, the crew are getting more and more irritated with you, but uh, the captain seems to like you, so they let it slide. You finally make it for. Oh, by the way, Sasha, you over the period can see him zigzagging forward closer and closer to where Campbell is. Occasionally drop things <laughs> it keeps, on his head. It what? Because <laughs> like, all, all we've got is maybe like crumbs from a baguette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, just... Just the bread, yeah. <laughs> Conkers. Campbell, <laughs> hearing the commotion, looks, and you see him see Bertie and pull back and freeze and start trying to figure out where to go. And you can see him. It's like watching a pheasant when they're in that kind of hunt. And it's like, do I fly or do I stay? Fly or stay? Fly or stay? At fly the or last stay. moment, Sasha is going to shout something to Bertie. <laughs> All right! Bertie! 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 Do I hear that? Genuinely get me a perception roll. <laughs> yeah. No! Critical <laughs> fail! Natural <laughs> No, you do not. At the very, very last second, Campbell makes a dash for it into your breastplate because he waited too long and you are stood over Campbell, frozen, shivering, with a pile of croissant that are stale and hard around him, looking up at you as a slightly broken man. Hello. Ah. <laughs> Mr. Campbell. Uh, hello, sir. Pleasure to see you again. Now, a more paranoid man might think that he was being deliberately avoided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right to drop that croissant. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not a croissant that he dropped. <laughs> well, the reason it made such a rattly sound is it's frozen, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, been out here a while, have we? Oh, you know, just taking the air. Yeah, quite a lot of air here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, those. Know where there's more air. <laughs> Slightly overboard. No, at this point, uh, Bertie, he gets the... Uh, is Campbell already clipped on? He is clipped on, yes. Uh, Bertie picks him up and chucks him over the side. <laughs> Campbell screams as he goes over the side, catches on the guideline, and again, slams into yeah. the side, and he's just screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh, Bertie God. holds, oh. holds on to the guideline. <sighs> Um, and just start swinging gently from side to side. Sasha has flown down the rigging. Yep, that's and, fine. And uh, knocks Bertie out of the way. Not like trying to actually physically do it, but just to be just sh- sort of. Does, does she to, succeed? No, and tries to like grab the rope. So she knows she can't move him physically, but like tries to grab the rope further down the rope than Bertie is uh, moving. Now, out. now, Miss Rackett, now. You can't Campbell. do this! And I was simply discussing a simple matter of literary criticism. There is an enormous um, sound of what we would recognise as a gunshot. It echoes across the top of the deck. Boom! And then you're not going to get a perception check on this one. It's fairly obvious where the noise came from. The captain is stood leaning over the banister of the bit of the deck that her cabin is at, and she has just fired whatever that device was on her hip into the air. There's a big plume of smoke. She calmly reaches down, pulls something from her belt, puts it inside the device, and then points it at yourself and just goes, do we have a problem, Sir Bertrand? I'm noticing one of my passengers has fallen overboard. I'm presuming that you're helping him up kindly and in the spirit of goodwill, yeah? Oh, of course I am. But I'm also here in the business of preventing crime. I see. The simple crime prevention measure. The crime, in this case, libel. She begins strolling down the deck. She's not particularly concerned for someone where there's someone hanging over the side of the boat, but the gun is still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gun is still kind of idly held, bouncing around in the palm, but very clearly pointing at Bertie. Uh, Sasha is trying to has tried to grab the rope further down than Bertie has it, and is trying to pull him up. Does, if the two of, are roll? the two of you actively working against one another, yeah, that, Bertie doesn't want that to happen. I will just go with opposed combat maneuver checks. Bertie has a certain edge in this one. What am I rolling? So CMB. Is okay. how much is yours? Seven. Seven. Oh. Two. Oh right, I thought I was reading that. <laughs> uh, so eighteen. 
Oh, uh, 15. 15. Basically, you find an opportune moment where Bertie is turning, getting annoyed by this captain who's interfering, and you should probably talk yeah. to her. She's not a no one, but oh god. Got to what? express my frustration. Yeah. There are two sources of frustration. Brain cannot handle two at once. Where does frustration go? Whilst cannot this... operate brain, mouth, Air and the hand at the same time. <laughs> Whilst this is happening, you make eye contact with Campbell. Oh and... God, has he swung you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking at you like terrified. And the way that you manage to affect this is you calculate what's going on and go, ah, right, yeah. You start swinging him left and right and you swing him until he reaches an open window that's towards the front of, like, the bow of the ship. Expecting that it would be natural for everyone to have he... the dexterity <laughs> to, while swinging, in terror of your life, grab the porthole and climb through. Obviously, everyone should be able to do that basic thing. He's absolutely useless and flailing, and, like, on the second try, you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, he's probably hit you or something. Um, Maybe finally, he's unconscious. Yeah, someone in the window reaches in, Grabs him. You see them unclick up the clip and pull him in. <laughs> and they look up, see Sasha, and it's one of the crew, and they just give her, you know, a sort of thumbs up. It's fine, and then close the window with Campbell inside. By the time that Bertie turns back, there's a hanging guideline <laughs> with no Harrison Campbell on the end of it. You see what you did, madam. <laughs> now he's fallen to his death. <laughs> That, eh? The captain has seen all of this because it was in clear view of her <laughs> as she was approaching. Wow, I guess you're right, Sir Bertrand. You know what? I cannot believe that this happened. So you're saying that that was a thief? Yes. Well, well, a you know A thief what? of reputation, a libeler, arguably a substantially worse crime than simple property theft. To have one's honour impugned is like a theft of honour. Well, good... <laughs> <laughs> well, good riddance. I mean, that's that's a very impressive thing. Although, I mean, are you sure? He, he, it's very easy to hang onto the base of the ship. I mean, the rest of my crew, of course, are incredibly busy, but I, I strongly suspect that he's hanging off the bottom of the ship. She turns around and then, kind of idly waving her gun around, starts heading back to her cabin, going, I mean, if I had someone insulting me, I'd go to any lengths to check that they'd off this vessel. Oof. Spins the gun, puts it back in a hip, and then steps back into the cabin. Okay, I'm gonna. I want to let the dice make this decision. <laughs> Bertie wants to make a will save. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna yes. allow that as a roll. Uh, <laughs> that is a two. 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 Okay, uh, Bertie. Eyes narrow. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I must be sure. <laughs> what sort of equipment is there around on the deck for going underneath? There are harnesses which you could use. It'd probably be a good idea to take your armour off, but not strictly necessary. The crew have already briefed you all on the safety equipment by this point, and it would take the weight, like, it's guaranteed, and you are already guidelined on whilst wearing your yeah. armour. So it would be as simple as probably getting a second guideline just in case, yeah. clipping that on and then going over. The length is enough that anyone who falls over is hanging sort of at the bottom of the ship. So there's enough give, you wouldn't have to go to any great okay. lengths, um, as it were. I would say that possibly Bertie might not realise he needs two guidelines, but as he's peering over the edge, Sasha surreptitiously clips his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just does the calculation. <laughs> Just like, well, Hamid would be upset. <laughs> it's more trouble if he does fall than if he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, his, his arm is quite valuable. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to recover it. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so there's two two guidelines now strapped on. Um, would Bertie be um, having to do a particular skill check in order to get down there? Come check. Okay, in that case, he's taken off his armour. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's if that's how it works mechanically, then that would make sense in context. That's so fine. That is what Bertie is going to do, and he will... Um, his armour's off now. That's the valuable yeah, bit. That's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Unclip the guy. Uh, yeah, a small hand reaches out. <laughs> uh, and okay. Bertie... Uh, Unclips both. <laughs> <laughs> Thinks for a second... Reclips one. <laughs> <laughs> Let the dice decide. <laughs> so, uh, Bertie uh, stows his armour in um, a, a storage thing that would have some sort of, perhaps like a life preserver or something, an aviator equivalent of that. <laughs> uh, parachute, there we are. It's a, a parachute locker and he yep. puts his armour in the parachute. Okay, and then climb over, presumably. Uh, Give me the down. roll. Um, so without this huge, great... Heffing minus great nine check. I'm, I've actually got a climb skill of three, but yes. Yep. Well, you're quite strong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nine, that's 12. Okay, at 12, so you start climbing over, 
And the second that you're not on that deck, I tell you what, the bow of the ship is breaking a lot of that wind. Oof. Suddenly it's actually significantly different, but not one to lose face. You just you just carry on, but take the care. So you keep going, you keep climbing down, climbing down. It's cold as well, properly cold. Yeah. This this weak little Campbell fella's probably frozen onto the side. Campbell! Campbell! <laughs> I've got a booker prize here for you! <laughs> you keep climbing down to the base of the vessel. There Pulitzer! Pulitzer <laughs> all over the place! There are occasional like handbars on the side of the ship and so Bad sex awards! <laughs> Sasha, you see the captain open her door, look at the situation, lean over to a crew member who, who jogs below deck. Obviously this is whilst you're climbing down, which takes a while to do it properly. The crew member jogs back up and they're holding some kind of um, vat of something, you don't know what, and they start jogging over. Meanwhile, back to Bertie, you're at the base of the vessel now, and you're you're dangling over an enormous drop, mm-hmm. a truly massive drop. You're basically hanging off a plane at this point that's going slowly. You're, I think you're over some kind of lake, it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. It's bitterly, bitterly cold, to the point of, give me a fort save. Uh, be pretty impressive, aren't you? 9 plus 7 is 16. That's fine. This is mostly to determine whether it's affecting your climbing and so on. So you're hanging off the base of the vessel. There's a chance that he might be hanging off the far side of the vessel. It's it's, it's a big thing. It's probably not worth the effort. At that moment, one of the crew comes over with the vessel, uh, with the container next to Sasha, and they just show it you. All it is is what looks like used cooking fat, cold. Okay, I mean, we do need him. The, The crew member just gives a wink and goes, the guidelines are fine. He tips it over the side to where Bertie is. It runs down the side of the vessel and just smack into Bertie. He pulls his head back and all you, you hear from the base is someone yelling, clean up's done, and then heads back inside. You are now covered in grease and the side of the bit that you climbed down is now also greased. <laughs> <laughs> this is some pretty potent bullying. <laughs> quite cold, especially exacerbated by the fact that you're covered in grease and hanging yeah. off the back of an airship well, I mean, while the, the front of an the, the grease is forming one sort of particular line down and now covers him as well, so he's going to move slightly to the side of the uh-huh. line of the grease and attempt to climb back up. Give me a climb check. Pull himself up back up the line. Oh, uh, the dice, two, they that's know. five. Yeah. You slide off, swing back to where you are. Sasha, you can now just see Bertie's just kind of hanging. He doesn't seem particularly panicked so much as increasingly frustrated. She goes off to get a snack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably for best. We'll skip ahead an hour and a half. All right. Let's Give me one... Much better than Bertie was expecting. Give me one fort save. One fort save. Ten. Okay, you have... I'm not going to roll the damage because it's just going to heal again by the evening, but you are... Shivering. Your fingers have seized up, and you're you're and like you're cramping. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're cramping. Finally, the captain leans over and goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Sir Bertrand. I didn't see you there. Oh my goodness. Here, let me let me get someone to help you up." The crew begin hauling Bertie back on the deck and dump you on the side. I am going to cut all the way back to Zolf. At some point during your musings, the man that you met, frozen. Stop swinging past the porthole. <laughs> Back and forth. He looks terrified. Then he stops swinging past the porthole and an empty guideline starts swinging past the porthole. I'm going to run up on deck. That's fine. So running up on deck, everything seems okay. No one seems to be panicking. One of the crew comes over and goes, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. One of what, the- what happened? Why is he over the side? Where's he gone? It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Your, your friend had a bit of an altercation. Who? It's fine. And they dumped cooking oil over Wait, him. Wait, what? So What happened? It's okay. No, what happened? He's covered in oil. It's hilarious. Who? who? Every, everything No, explain it. What the heck is going on? The captain, this obviously is jumped back a bit. The captain has already been dealing with this. Comes over and just goes, your friend Sir Bertrand was causing a bit of trouble. What did he do? 
everyone's fine. What did he do? He had an accident with one of the passengers. Everything is fine. I'll oh, murder the treacherous snake! Give it a second. So I'm going to try and like dash for the guideline. He's learning his lesson. I don't care! It deserves a more terminal one! <laughs> Sasha, at this point, is, uh, if this is before she went away to get the snack, is uh, leaning over the edge, still like looking down, uh, just giggling occasionally. Mm -hmm. Folded arms, rested on the guideline. You've never seen her so relaxed. You basically see Bertie at this point is still. I'm gonna try and undo the guideline. While just frothing him out, like, I have had it with his constant endangering of the people that I like and love! I have had it with his arrogance, and I have had it with all of his complete rubbish that he keeps doing! <laughs> like just grabbing at the no, guideline. No, Sasha holds you by the shoulder. Bertie doesn't hear a word. No, of this. no, not, like, I'm not even gonna bother the yeah. role. What does happen is eventually, once they spot what's happening, the entire deck crew come over. You do not get an, a counter combat yep. maneuver check. They bodily pull you away till you are on your back with about seven or eight of them holding you up. Standing over you eating a snack. They it's all right, Zolf. They pull you to the mast and tie you to it. <laughs> I've got freedom of movement. <laughs> okay. Thanks for those legs. Yes. Okay, so they're, as they're beginning to try and tie you, most of them reach down to grab your legs to stop you running and just... You step straight through and can run back. Give a quick roll. Lucky, lucky. So, you charge back. Sasha, give me a combat maneuver check because I'm assuming you're trying to stop Zolf. You need to give me a combat maneuver roll as well, Zolf. Is that CMD or CMB? Uh, CMB. Uh, 17. 10. 10? You are making real headway. Sasha, you then see the captain holding some weird device in her hand, just kind of gestures for you to step away. So, so I think you need to lead, hand this over to the captain. Uh, like, hand oh, I'm gonna come! A small little ball-shaped device rolls between your legs what as the? you're halfway through doing the guideline. <laughs> Give me a fourth save. Uh, 27. <laughs> <laughs> at which point... Oh, sorry, 26. So the kind of the kind of arrogant, at ease air of the captain having thrown that at your feet starts to fade as you continue on doing the guideline. Come on, Captain Earhart. Harlequins help Harlequins. <laughs> <laughs> she steps forward, pulls a gun, and just places it on Zolf's forehead and goes, Zolf, listen, you, you really don't want to do this, and I really don't want to have to have my crew, like, literally knock you out. Mate, mate, just calm it. He's really useful. We've learned to manage him. Is he? Um, no. Yeah, I mean... He's not that useful. Well, I mean... What's on your back? Well, like... What did he do to the dog? That, that is... How has he been useful? Well, Just I mean, he's explain cut, to me. He's cut quite a lot of bad people in half. I can get a brick wall with wheels on <laughs> that would be more useful than he would. <laughs> There's a brief moment as you're doing this where he swings back and forth beneath the ship again. I mean, yeah. You cannot have him. Everywhere he goes, he tries to murder somebody. I mean... Well, maybe he gets a bit of a taste of his own medicine. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what's happening right now, really. Yeah, I know. You ever, you ever frozen to death? It's very slow. Very, very painful. And then kind of not painful towards the end, admittedly. Another swing back yeah. and forth. Look, mate, it would really upset Hamid. And Hamid's a nice guy, right? upset Hamid. Zolf, I'm going to make you a deal. She, she puts the weapon back and she just kind of leans over considering Bertie from the height. She just goes, you get to decide when he comes back on deck. Yeah, all right. You just, you take your time on that, okay? Deal. Claps Zolf on the shoulder, starts walking back. Hamid puts down the book and goes, what a load of melodramatic, <laughs> poorly written <laughs> rubbish. Right, he's going over the side too. <laughs> I think we will close the episode now. <laughs> so that, that happened. A lot of people ask me, why do I keep bullying you guys and treating you so hard? Because stuff like this happens if I don't. Mm -hmm. It's worse for all of you if I don't punish you. We had a nice day and things got worse. I haven't read a book. <laughs> I literally have no idea any of this happened. We've, just, we've all learned a lot. It's the principle of, uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's the modern period. You know, there's the death of the author. Like, that's perfectly legitimate. killing authors. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, no, the you, serial you, death of the author. You have, you have favoured enemy inanimate objects. You can't get favoured enemy authors, authors as well. <laughs> Do you just, just kick in? You can call me. 
<laughs> I think we're gonna wrap there and we will see everyone next time. Bye guys. Bye! Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Who are you playing? Sir Bertrand McGuffigan. Hallad Saru. Oh, ah! Oh, I've done it! I know. Consistently well Come for on. so Come long. Hamad Salah Haroon Al Taham. Lydia Nicholas. Zolf Wait, no! <laughs> <laughs> Have two nights in jumpers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Two nights in jumpers. There we go. Seven, seven nights with seven brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that problem's a bit racier. <laughs> hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.